Hey gents, welcome to another episode of Apex Masculinity. You're in the right place. I'm your host, Nick Chantos. You know who we are. You know what we do. But most importantly, you know why you're here. Gentlemen, let's begin. Hey gents, welcome back to the show. This is part two of episode Meth Trips Amongst the Undead. Where we left off on the last episode was me sharing a story about a meth-induced state of psychosis that I had put myself in many, many years ago. And it was one of many over the course of several years. And I asked the question at the end of the podcast, what transpired in my life in years past in my youthful innocence that caused the wiring in my head to break to not only believe that that type of lifestyle was acceptable but preferred and we've been talking a lot about self-awareness and how important it is talking about how self-awareness allows us to be able to go back into our past and find those inception moments where some type of traumatic event took place in our lives that caused the wiring upstairs to get broken and start the process of leading us down this path of being self-destructive. And what I want to talk about tonight is self-ignorance, the antonym of self-awareness. I really believe this will be a help to you so strap in focus and really hear what i'm putting out tonight self-ignorance is your greatest enemy on this campaign of becoming the most elite and successful version of yourself others may disagree and say that self-sabotage or self-limiting belief systems are your worst enemy i would have those people answer me this one question why do we self-sabotage we know that we do but why do we self-sabotage why do you even have a system of self-limiting beliefs the first question should never be how do we stop self-sabotage but rather why do we self-sabotage or better yet what did we experience in life past that initiated the pattern of reoccurring self-sabotaging behavior that continually keeps us stuck in bottom shelf substandard living. Why do so many people, as soon as they start seeing some basic and limited success in life, pull the pin on a hand grenade and toss it into their life? If we can discover what traumatic events from our past are the first cause or inception of our self-sabotaging mindsets, then we can put laser focus on healing those breaks in the neuroprogramming. Just like the neighborhood fiber optic repairman for the cable company will dig up, expose, and re-splice damaged wires so that there's no longer any disruption of service to the clients, we also need to pinpoint from our past the origins of why our minds work as they do. We need to pinpoint what traumatic event 
or series of events that took place in our childhood or adolescence that caused the initial break in the fiber optic cables of our mind that keep causing a disruption in the service of your life. Seriously though, have you ever wondered why that beautiful woman shaped like an hourglass whose kindness and loyalty is unmatched will repeatedly choose bottom of the barrel, low life and abusive tyrants to share herself with? A woman that if she simply had a, a, a slight paradigm shift in how she saw herself and the world around her, she would realize that she's putting her health and her overall happiness in jeopardy unnecessarily. What type of psychological malfunctioning is occurring in her brain that causes her to believe with every part of her being that she's worthless and therefore doesn't deserve the highest and best standard of man that exists in the world? What causes her to not only accept substandard men, but to attract and prefer them? When the relationship ends, and it usually does, and she's finally free, everyone in her life that cares for her rejoices and breathes a sigh of relief before cringing in horror as they watch her, not very long after, go right back to the same jerk or another one just as rotten as the last. Why does she do this? Even when she has been made aware of the behavior, she still almost uncontrollably gravitates back to the same choice. Why is she unable to believe that there isn't any reason why she can't have an amazing life, enjoy an, a wonderful relationship with a kind, compassionate man that'll work his ass off to provide an amazing life for her and her children? What about the man who sobers up, gets a great job, gains traction, meets a girl, finally starts uh, 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 getting his finances taken care of, before once again relapsing, losing that good job by spinning off for a week or cheating on that wonderful girl and losing her or getting some high-end credit cards and drowning himself in high-interest debt. He'll usually spend six months to a year rebuilding what he just tore down, get caught up, and just before he starts hitting a certain level of success, he will tragically and with certain dependability commit a behavior that starts the process of tearing down everything that he's worked so hard to achieve all over again. Almost as if he enjoys rebuilding than he enjoys steady uniform levels of success. Almost like the universe itself has put a cap on the level of success that he is allowed to achieve. And if he comes anywhere close to that boundary, the internal mechanisms and the hardware of his brain initiate a self-destruct program. The reality is they both have subconsciously placed a cap and standard on themselves. They don't even realize that whatever it was from their past that they suffered through, it has now taken ownership of the internal programming to the extent that it now controls the emotional, thought, speech, and action process section of the brain. The way they see themselves and their worth now determines the reality they create for themselves. Because they see themselves as worthless, not deserving love, respect, or success, they actually struggle to be comfortable when they start seeing love, respect, and success come into their life. To the point where they subconsciously create for themselves tragic conditions 
so that they can be comfortable with not only what they're used to, but with what they subconsciously agree is what they are allowed to have. Self-ignorance keeps them there. Self-awareness would certainly help both of them discover why they're broken. Self-awareness would allow them to pinpoint what traumatic event or abuse, whether acute, a one-time event, or chronic, long-term repeated events happened to them in their past to cause the reoccurring self-destructive patterns. Self-awareness would allow them to discover what their triggers for relapse and self-sabotage are. A strong and robust sense of self-awareness would allow them to see in real time as it's happening, as they're doing it, or better yet, just before it happens, the clues and the indicators that would let them recognize and modify their choices and behaviors before it's too late. Listen, anyone can fall into the same bad decision once or twice in life. Usually people just recover and move on. They chalk it up to learning, make mental notes, and never go near a decision like that ever again. Yet why is it that some people seem hell-bent for leather to repeat the same mistakes over and over again? They've gotten so used to failing that things actually seem abnormal and uncomfortable when they're successful. As weird as this may seem, it's literally uncomfortable for these people to be consistent achievers. I was one of them. Some of you out there as you're hearing this are like, yeah, man, that's totally me. I'm that guy. I'm the guy that consistently throws a hand grenade into my own life just when things start to go well. How do I stop doing that? I would be doing a great disservice to you if I exposed the problem yet offered no solution for healing and restoration. So we will go deep and do what we can to offer some basic tools for you to implement into your own life so that you can not only heal from toxic and substandard living, but in fact, go on to surge past those success boundary limitations and demand that the universe provide all the raw materials that you will need to build an amazing life. As comical as that may sound, it's an absolute reality. The universe provides whatever the machine in your head asks for. They are constantly communicating at wavelengths undetected by the conscious mind. Even while you sleep, there is a quiet discourse taking place between the internal subconscious spark within you and the central creation point within the heavens. Yes, it may seem like psychobabble nonsense. Yes, it's probably just poetic and really more psychologically and biologically driven than it is esoteric and mystical. However, I guarantee beyond the shadow of a doubt, however you choose to see it, it's an accurate concept. As we go, I ask that you be gracious with me. I am going to attempt to explain with stories and in very basic layman terminology, something that highly intelligent people go to school for years to not only try and learn, but to teach other people. The solution is all that matters for us, right? I don't need to use any impressive psychological terminology to try to impress you, right? Commoners like you and I just simply need the light bulb in our head to come on so we can take some basic actionable steps towards growth 
and healing. I want this for you. I want to see you succeed in life. It's important that we get a handle on who we are inside. Otherwise, we will continue to tear everything down just when we start seeing success. Some of you are already in your 30s, 40s, and you're still going around the same mountain, still taking your car around the same mountain. It doesn't have to be that way. Things can change. And it all starts with self-awareness. Self-awareness or metacognition is a higher form of thinking that allows us to be aware in the moment, in real time, of not only how we're feeling, but why we feel that way. For example, have you ever seen a young child at about nine o'clock or so just have an epic breakdown and start crying pitifully for no apparent reason? The child has no idea that they are simply exhausted from a long day of just being alive and need some sleep. On the same token, have you ever seen a young child late at night while watching cartoons with their older siblings just get up and leave the room and even though mom and dad are distracted, the child, because it understands it's exhausted, will put themselves to bed. Self-awareness allows one child to recognize how they're feeling and why they feel that way, and then simply make the next right move. Have you ever seen a non-self-aware parent yell and scream at a, at a tired child for having a meltdown? Not only are they unaware of what's wrong with their kid, they're completely unaware of how stupid they look for yelling at a tired kid who just simply needs a nap. Self-awareness allows us to know what we're feeling, what we're thinking, how we're speaking, and how we're acting while we're doing it. This is termed as being present. In addition to being in the moment mindful of how we're feeling, thinking, speaking, or acting, a strong sense of self-awareness allows you to know why you feel that way. Not just recognizing how you feel in the moment, but being able to discern why you feel that way. What happened in your life, whether recently or in years past, that causes you to feel, think, speak, and act the way that you do today? Finally, self-awareness allows us to perceive what the soon-to-be consequences will be if we continue to stay on the same trajectory of our current level of feeling, thinking, speaking, or acting. It's a past, present, and future awareness that lets a person function and make decisions from a level of maturity that animals simply do not have. Unfortunately, some people do not have it either. Again, I was one of them. Let me repeat this point just before we go any further to make sure you understand this. Self-awareness allows you to know and be aware as you're doing it, what you're feeling, the emotions that you have right now in the moment, the words that you're speaking. Have you ever met somebody that was just talking all of the time and it was almost to the point where like, 
man, do you even hear what's coming out of your mouth? They just feel and speak and move and make decisions without even being aware that they're doing it. Self-awareness lets you know what you're feeling as you feel it, but it also lets you know why you feel that way. You're at work and you feel toxic. You feel discouraged. You feel angered. You don't rightly know where it's coming from, but you stop. And from a place of self-awareness, you look back over the course of the morning, several days, whatever the case may be, and you find the trigger moment for that, an argument that you had with your spouse, something that you ate that isn't sitting right with you, um, a lack of sleep over the last week for whatever reason. And all of these uh, very minute things, things that seem trivial, inconsequential, they can add up. They can cause you to get to a place where you're in a funk. And if you don't stop and go back through the past and figure out what it is that's causing you to make you feel toxic or negative today, then you stay in that same trajectory of feeling toxic and negative. Self-aware people, as I've said, beating the same drum here, not only do they know how, they, how they're feeling, they know why they feel that way. They've gone back. They've, they've, they've analyzed the past. But they also know that if they stay in that same trajectory of feeling this way, it's going to lead to certain consequences that are just around the corner. Guy feels negative and toxic and angry at work. He doesn't even know why. He's not walking in self-awareness and he's just being, being very violent and just a, just a negative person, an all-around negative person. The self-aware guy goes, hold on a minute, deep breath, time out. I sense how I feel. I sense some of the words that I'm using. And let's go back and look. Let's go back and look what happened the last couple of days. And you start figuring out, oh, man, this and that and this and that. Okay, and it's got me in a funk. Okay, now self-awareness allows me to understand that if I don't pull myself from this funk that I'm in, I'm going to snap at somebody. Um, I'm going to get distracted at work because my thoughts are everywhere else except my task. Um I'm going to offend somebody because I'm feeling offended right now and relationships get damaged. Um, how many toxic fathers come home from work and because of junk going on in the workplace, they come home and rather than taking a deep breath and realizing, you know what, I'm, I'm very negative right now because I was dealing with X, Y, and Z at work. So I'm going to take a deep breath and I'm going to let it go. Instead of doing that, they come home and they continue to function from that place of negativity and frustration. They lash out at their wife. They speak harshly and uh, abusively to their kids. And they're just not present at home. And what they're doing is they're slowly damaging the relationship between their wife, between their kids. They're ostracizing the people in their family. When a father comes home that way, night after night after night, uh, for years and years, man, the kids just learn real quick, you know what? better to not have any relationship with this guy than to try to have one and be treated poorly. So you end up doing long-term damage. 
And it's not just in the relationship with your kids or with your wife, and it affects your money, it affects your health, it affects so many areas. And we have people walking around like stupid animals because they won't take the time to do the work and figure out what's wrong inside of them and build a solution. Self-aware people understand that if, for example, like we've talked about, they have a bad experience in the morning at work and they're, let's say, for example, their boss gives them a hard time, whether it's justified or not, and they allow it to sour their emotional state, it won't be very long before their thoughts are negative and sour as well. Self-aware people excel at reasoning and place a blockade around that event and deny it further progression into their psyche because they know that soured emotions will produce and fuel soured thoughts. They understand that soured thoughts give life to sour and negative speech patterns and soured negative speech patterns reinforce and initiate negative and toxic behaviors that carry undesired consequences for their lives. Non-self-aware people will spend the entire day fuming over the issue and allowing the offensive nature of someone else who's already moved on from the situation. They'll let it steer their thoughts to a place where they waste many, many hours imagining negative scenarios of self-loathing and revenge or even violence against their boss or against somebody for hurting their feelings. Instead of affecting life, they are now being affected by life. Instead of being the purpose, uh, I'm sorry, the person that gets up and attempts to affect life around you, they are now being affected by life. Their thought life often runs unfettered and unchecked like a litter of puppies that somehow dug their way under the fence while their owner was away and now run free across town in all directions. Have you ever been there in that place where you experience a pretty significant event in life? And if you're not careful, it can dominate your mind for a good long minute. Answer me this. Why is it so much easier to imagine negativity than it is positivity? It's easy to imagine fighting with your spouse. It's easy to imagine losing all of your wealth and your job. It's easy to imagine relapsing. It's easy to imagine negativity because of all the years that we've spent being negative and toxic, our brains automatically function and gravitate towards that if they're not checked. We need to work on developing a positive mindset. The mind is really good at creating theatrical plots of tragedy. Often it will embellish and exaggerate ideas beyond what they would ever actually become in real life. Listen, the universe isn't trying to kill you, bro. Your boss, in most cases, isn't actually trying to get you fired. Just because you and your wife are going through a rough patch right now, it doesn't mean that she's cheating on you with the divorce attorney that she's quietly hired to clean you out. If we're not careful, gentlemen, we can allow by default our minds to run wild into some pretty unrealistic territory. The dirty little secret to all of this is we actually create our own future realities, but by what we allow our thoughts to be today. Let me repeat this. How you think today shapes 
and determines your reality tomorrow. If you really think that your boss is out to get you fired, then you will respond accordingly and get defensive and be a jerk because you know he's trying to get rid of you anyway. You're going to cut him off at the pass and tell him what for. His response, obviously, to you being a jerk is to let you go because you have a bad attitude at work. Yes, he may have initiated the altercation, but he was only trying to sharpen your abilities as an employee so that he could quite possibly consider you for a promotion later on. But you interpreted you interpreted the situation as his complete disdain for you as a human being. Instead of seeing it as a moment to learn and grow in your trade, you perceived it as an attack against your character as a man and got defensive and served the negativity right back to him. His intended outcome to sharpen you is now lost forever because of your inability to see correctly. It caused you to create a false presumption of your reality. Basically, your unchecked thought life deepened and worsened to the point where you created your own outcome. The very outcome that you wanted, that you saw in your mind. This is creepy stuff. Your divorce was never intended. Nevertheless, you kept fuming over suspicion of her intentions and replaying every hurtful word that she has spoken to you. This lack of self-awareness concerning how your thoughts are progressively developing has caused you to expect her to leave you, so you respond accordingly by returning the same level of garbage right back. Hours and hours of negative thoughts all day, every day, now crescendo into an epic outcome of loss and failure created in the studio of your mind. A self-aware man would understand that your wife most likely would like things to work out. She simply doesn't know how to communicate correctly because her childhood was just as toxic and traumatic as yours. Be the bigger man. Be the smartest guy in the room. Be self-aware. Be analytical. Step back. Deep breath. Analyze the information that you have to get a good handle on what's really going on not what your toxic mind wants you to think is going on. Self-aware people are thoughtful. They are patient problem solvers. They excel at being able to go a few layers deeper than the issue itself to look for clues to solve what appears to be a complicated dilemma. I can assure you that going forward, just because of this information that you've now been exposed to, you will begin to become aware of yourself a little better than you are today. If you make it a point to be mindful and practice the art of self-awareness, you will strengthen this capability within yourself. When something negative is brewing inside of you, for any reason, you will now stop what you are doing Take a few moments and ask yourself why you feel this way. You will also begin to understand where those feelings will take you if you continue to stay in them. Knowing the outcome of staying negative in your thinking and being able to see the ensuing consequences, whether it's a negative reaction that carries with it unintended consequences or simply wasting an entire morning dwelling on something unnecessarily, you will now catch and harness those naughty little thought puppies and redirect them 
through certain tools, gratitude being one. You will start being solution-minded rather than problem-focused. You will be more self-analytical and ask if there's fault on your end first before attacking and finding faults in others. This is apex human intellect functioning at its pinnacle point. In my case, I was continuing to self-sabotage through drug usage and alcohol usage because of some traumatic events that I went through during my childhood. Things that I really haven't spoken about to too many people. And we're going to get deeper into those things in a later episode. And I know we've all got junk. We've all got baggage. We've all got things that we've dealt with. But if you're not careful, you can become so toxic. And you can think, you can almost think, and and you are broken, and, and, and we are broken in a sense, but you can almost think that there's something wrong with you outside of any other influence in your life. I remember being that way myself, just being so discouraged and thinking there is something completely wrong with me psychologically. And I had no idea that there were first cause, first inception events that caused me to develop a lack of self-worth, self-esteem, self-image, self-confidence. And when those things are non-existent or underdeveloped in a man's life, the pain that he feels from those, for guys that maybe struggled with abuse or you didn't have a father or you had an abusive father and you carry with you this sense of being unloved or unvalued or unwanted. Listen, man, we were created to be loved. We were created to love others. We were created with value and importance. And we were created, hopefully, with the ability to see value and importance in other people. And, that, and when that's missing, you develop this agony with inside of yourself that, that you almost can't even pinpoint where it's coming from. And because you're feeling that way, the obvious thing to do is to medicate that pain with anything that will alter your reality and take you away from having to deal not only with the pain, but having to go way back, way deep, and figure out where it started. And that's what I want for you guys today is to know that you're not you're not completely at fault for the brokenness that you struggle with. You're not psychologically deformed. You experienced something in your life that broke the fiber optic cables in your mind. And we're all trying to play catch up, trying to figure out how to fumble our way through life and make things work from this broken place. I want you to be okay with your brokenness, but I don't want you to stay there. I want you to love yourself because you deserve love. 
You deserve love. I want you to try to love others, but I want you to love yourself. And I want you to be okay with where you're at and start working on being in the moment aware, not only of the negative feelings, but the positive ones too. Be aware of how you feel. Be aware of what's coming out of your mouth as you say it. Be aware of the choices that you're making. Be aware of everything, the people that you're around, the plans that you have for your future. And be willing to go back to your past. For some of you, man, it's going to be really like, that's your mountain, bro. Like that's the mountain you got to climb for healing to start. And I'm, I'm not even saying go back and try to fix broken relationships from your past. I mean, we can deal with that way down the road. Like that's not even something that necessarily needs to happen for you to begin to heal and recover. You just got to be willing to go back there in your mind and come to terms with the reality that there are things back there that broke the wiring. And when you can make that connection, you can go, ah, I see it. I see it. I see why I am the way I am. And now from a place of self-awareness, you can begin to move forward. Guys, I love you. I want you to sleep well at night. Love yourself. Until next time. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.